Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, goodbye. Hi, this is Jen. This is your best friend. This is your bestie, your BFF, your Biffle. This is um, your your cousin, your aunt, um, your porker. <laughs> um, I have nieces and nephews and they call me porker. I don't know if I've told this story before, but it's because um, when my first nephew was born, he was nine and a half pounds. He was a fatty and I was in college and I would come home and see him and I would call him my porker. And I think that when he saw me, he would be like, Porka. So he thought that, that was my name, I guess. So that's what all my nieces and nephews call me, which is wicked cute. So I just want to share that with you. Isn't that cute? Aww. Insert on voice. Um, all right, let me start over. <laughs> let Porka start over. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Get Offended, episode 20. I, w- I have to admit that I did record episode 20 already and then I listened to it and I was like uh, I don't like it I don't like it so it'll be in the archives of bonus episodes I guess so episodes it just wasn't failing at the time so for future reference maybe we'll post it How's everybody doing? What are you doing? You cooking your stir fry? You driving to work? What are you doing? Making a recipe? You got me on your um, Apple, your Alexa? Am I ringing through your house while you clean? Well, don't forget to get that spot over there. You missed that spot when you're vacuuming. That's only entertaining, I guess, if it's actually happening and I can witness it happen. So do me a favor and put a, a camera in your house and then give me... Send me the stream that I can watch you from your home. <laughs> so today is Monday. It is Martin Luther King Day. That's for you. One more. You like that? Um, it is one twenty twenty twenty. That was um, that was a sound effect for you. On my podcast episode. So uh, today I went to, I met with a personal trainer in the city I'm staying in right now. So there's hope for me. Um, I'm going to share some information with you. And that information is that I weigh 210 pounds. That's that information, guys. How do we all? <laughs> Holy shit, brah. 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 Brah, she's chunky. Yeah, dude, she is. Brah, but she all right. She all right. She look good. I don't know, man. She can lose some of that. No? Yeah. Nah, she look all right. <laughs> no, she can. No, I can. So I've been in body dysmorphia and body image are interesting in terms of you really never really know what you look like. You're like, am I, am I in the skinny mirror or am I in the fat mirror? Who am I? Am I the one that look, am I the fat mirror girl or am I the skinny mirror girl? What, can I combine the two? Which, what do I look like? Well, what's going on? I especially love when other people take pictures at different angles of me and I'm like, oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> that is not cute. But it happens. And you got to learn to love yourself and be accepting of yourself. But also at the same time, you're like, bitch, face reality. What is going What is really going on? And what's really going on is that you have not been taking care of your damn self. And it's time to get on top of it. So I've been, you know, thinking like I should, I need to sign more accountability, blah, blah, blah. Signing up for all these random little workouts. <laughs> this fucking thing. This fucking thing. Do you think with my two days off, I went to, um, I went to Best Buy to get a new headset? No, I didn't. This motherfucker. Sorry. So I'm sorry when that happens because you know it's gonna. Warning feedback will be coming into this episode as fucking usual. So I had to go to this, you know, I met up with this trainer and he did a whole little body assessment. He's a little haughty, a little cutie, a little Drake look like, I guess, you know, if you light skin with the beard, you look like Drake, evidently. But very um what's attentive. And then I guess I had to measure and weigh myself. And I was like, oh, this is a fucking not a good time for me right now. I'm really emotional right now. My father just texted me telling me he loves me and sorry for ever being mean to me. I got other family drama going on right now. And I really, I don't know if I get, I don't know if I'm in the emotional state to handle the information that that scale's going to say. It might just push me right over the fucking edge, okay? It didn't. I guess I feel detached. Denial. I'm not really aware. Because I'm 5'1". So, yeah. Anyways, I'm like, I'm like 180. 180 to 200. Maybe 201. Maybe 210. <laughs> I should have I guessed something higher. So then maybe I would have been like, oh, not too shabby. So, moving on. That It is what it is. It's a fact. It's a fact. And that's the fact. And it's a fact. <laughs> it's a fat fact. And then I went, um, not that I, that now I'm going off, but I, um, I've been intermittent fasting. I know. Oh my God. She's so annoying. I have to talk about it. Um, and I'm gonna briefly talk about it because I've, I've been doing it for about 10 days, maybe a little longer. And the number one thing I've noticed is that I have less pain and I have an old back injury that I'm sure everybody has some sort of fucking injury in their body. So you know what I mean when I say it flares up and sometimes just ruins your life for a few weeks and you get depressed. <laughs> there are worse things in life, though. I'm also aware of that, but I'm speaking from my experience. So... I've started intermittent fasting really just to challenge myself because I feel like I'm like stagnant in a lot of things. A lot of times in my life, I just feel like I'm just moving through the motions. And, you know, I just want to shake things up sometimes, you know, really push through some discomfort. And so I've been doing 16, 18, 20 top. The longest I've gone is 22. 
22 hours of fasting and then I'll do like a six to eight hour window of eating, which is when I eat like I normally eat. I don't always eat healthy. And then I fast again. I just drink water during those hours and whatever. For some fucking reason, they get, this gets people like their panties all up in a whole fucking knot and shoved right up their asshole. They get so upset about it. I'm like, why? I don't understand why you care. I'm not starving myself. I'm okay. Why are you upset? Also, I have plenty of fat on my body to survive the apocalypse. You know, I could survive for a couple. I could probably survive a year without eating. I really probably could. I think that's on record that someone fasted for a whole year. Maybe not a year, but six solid months, I could. I have enough body fat to survive the winter. Sorry, I need a sip of water. All right, so I feel less pain. My back, in my back, in my knees, in my ankles, I feel more agile. I feel lighter. I can walk faster. Also, I work these long 12-hour shifts as a nurse, which is tiring. And I would leave work and my legs would be swollen and I just feel fucking spent like almost like feeling like it was impossible that I would have to get up and do it again the next day and I'm like I'm too young for this shit um and I don't feel like that which is really something to be said I don't feel at the end of the day I feel okay I feel awake alert like I don't feel like a slug so I um yeah so I'll do like if I'm working, I'll do 10 to 6. I'll eat from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then I'll fast from 6 p.m. to 10 a.m. I don't know. Uh, it's fine. It's been working perfectly fine for me so far. I don't know if I lost any weight. I feel lighter. I don't know if I've lost any weight because I didn't weigh myself until today for the first time in a long time. And it was 210. So, oh. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. So maybe I weighed 215 last week. Who knows? 10 days ago. Maybe I've lost five pounds. Um, I'll weigh myself again Friday and let you know. But now the now the study is compromised because the variables have included working out. And I don't know. Whatever. I'll weigh myself Friday and see where we're at. And I'll keep you posted. I probably won't. I probably won't keep you posted. But I'll try to remember. Also, um... When I was PMSing, I noticed less PM, less, less than a word, lust, L-E-S-T. I noticed less PMS symptoms. And if you're a woman, you know, when you're ovulating, there are, how do I explain this? There's, le there's not a lot of time where we are normal selves. We're either ovulating or PMSing or on our period. And then there's like a window of, I don't know, seven to 10 days seven to eight days, seven to 10 days where we feel, all right, this is who I am. Oh, and then we get back into the blur of hormones and PMSing and ovulation and blah, 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 blahzy, blah, blah. Remember when you were younger, blase, blase? Did you ever say that? Anyways, so when you're ovulating, I'm going to, I'm going to explain the PMS effects before I explain how intermittent fasting has, has decreased my symptoms sorry excuse me 
There's no one getting paid for this, okay? I don't know. It's like when people found Jesus and they feel like they need to let everybody know, like, I found Jesus Christ and I'm a Christian now and everybody should be a Christian and save yourself until marriage and go back into celibacy and love yourself. Because Jesus loves you. Do you know that? Do you know that, guys? Jesus loves you so much. He loves the hair on your head and the fungus on your toes. That's all I... That's I guess I feel like I'm being with the intermittent fasting. Like I'm like saying everybody should try it. But obviously talk to your healthcare professional. Talk to your doctor. Whatever. I know I'm just telling you what it was for me. Okay. So every woman can understand. Every woman can understand that when you're ovulating, you're like, I feel so sexy right now. I'm going to make a baby with any man that walks by. And I know he wants to make a baby with me because I look good. I'm hot. Mm, mm, mm. I need to meditate under the light of the moon because I am the amazing creature that is a woman. And everybody should bow to me. I'm so sexy. You don't even understand. And that lasts probably like four days. You're like, I am the most beautiful thing. I am an, I am a angelic being. I am a goddess. You all should bow to me. And then that I like to call that for myself, because right during the, that time when you feel so sexy and just like really like womanly, I guess feminine. And then there's a day or two where you feel at peace and happy. You feel like, God, I don't know why I ever thought. I don't know why I like. Ever thought that I could be upset about anything at all. I don't know why. Like, I don't know who that woman was. But right now I could tell you that everything's fine, guys. We're all going to be okay. Let's hold each other's hands and just like, kumbaya, we're okay. And then I know if I'm feeling that good, that the storm is coming. Because then, not even a day later, you feel like the grossest thing that ever walked the planet. You can't imagine ever feeling sexy or at peace or anything. You have no idea how you ever thought you were an amazing female form. Because now you're like, I am... 682 pounds. My uterus is filled with rage. Everything everybody says is irritating. I hate all of you. I can't even get out of this bed right now. I need a forklift to put me in the shower. I don't even want a shower. I hate you. Oh. And that that's the real that's the red devil in your belly. That's when you feel like oh my god. I must weigh more than anybody in the world. I and I am so disgusting. And that's a good time to go to the store and try on jeans. 
<laughs> I've done that. And that is the worst place to be when you're on your period of PMSing is in a fucking TJ Maxx dressing room. And I'm going to tell you, or a fucking Marshall's dressing room. Why? Who, first of all, who created those dressing rooms with that fucking light? Are you kidding me? If I wanted to see every pore on my fucking face, I'd go home and use my magnifying mirror like I normally do. I don't come here to see every fucking imperfection on my face and body, okay? What's with the light above your head like a fucking halo? I mean, did I want to see all my cellulite today? Jesus fucking Christ, Marshalls. Can someone come in here and fix the ambiance, please? I'm about to commit suicide. I am seriously depressed right now. I need to lay down. I am going to cry. No. It gets pretty dark. It gets dark. I was going to use the voice, but I'm not going to do it again. So um, I what I've noticed with the intermittent fasting is, I mean, with my ovulation, I don't know if any, I don't know if that even needs to be fixed. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if anybody needs to come in and throw some cold water on me when I think I'm God's fucking gift. Okay, but when when I my uterus is like four times the size it normally is when I feel like the scummiest person on earth, I feel heavy and gross and irritated, and I don't want anybody to come near me or talk to me, and nothing fits and everything sucks. I've noticed this last cycle I was in of my uh, period, my moon cycle, my last moon cycle, if you will, I felt less bloated. Like I didn't, I didn't immediately go up oh, here. I have to suffer through this next week of feeling like a fucking animal. I still felt, you know, heavier because I think that's just the way it is with PMS. But I didn't, I also didn't feel super irritated and irritable and on the verge of tears. Like, how dare you tell me that you're out of fucking almond milk right now? Like, I can't. Are you telling me I have to have my coffee with regular milk? I can't. You don't even like me. You've never met me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know who I am. You don't know where I come from. They're like, ma'am, this is Starbucks and we apologize. We're out of almond milk, but please understand it is truly not personal. <laughs> no, I know it is. You knew I was coming in here today. You knew. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Uh, so I noticed there was less of that. I don't know if it has it. I don't know. What the science is behind it, I don't know if it was all in my head, but I noticed I made it through my period without feeling like, like, I don't know, disgusting. I only felt a little gross. <laughs> As you would when you sneeze and you fucking feel like you're just giving birth to a waterfall of blood. So you try that. You try walking around. And sitting down and getting up. And every time you get up, you have to look down to make sure there's not blood all over the seat. Because you're definitely sure is a murder scene. You're like, oh, yeah, for sure this time. It's it. This time I'm going to get up and there's going to be the sides of fucking Washington State stamp of blood in this seat. I know. And you're like, oh, no. I guess it's just in my head. I'm okay. So. I hope the men who listen were very happy to hear all that. Uh, and that's what I that's what intermittent fasting has done for me. And hopefully it does the same for you if you try it, you know, ease your way in. I'm not being sexual. I'm literally saying I'm not using an innuendo. I'm saying ease your way into fasting, okay? 
try the 12 and 12 or the 16 and 8 and then then try to get you know go faster than that or don't do anything or don't do do whatever the fuck works for you or don't do it at all i don't care but if you do email me did you get offended at gmail.com and tell me how your fast went and how your period went i want to know how your period went i want to know how sick you are of your period you know when you use a tampon, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to use the tampon anymore because it's going to make it last an extra three fucking days because you just plug it up there. <laughs> My aunt, God rest her soul, she used to call it a plug. She's like, I need to get a plug. <laughs> I feel like I've said all this before, but I maybe have to, I just, you know, I feel like your life is a repetition of stories you've told over and over and over and over and over and over. Hmm? Do you feel like that? All right, I want to take this time to recommend some books and some podcast for you guys okay happy 2020 i apologize for not having a guest it's just it just i just fucking don't know enough people or i know people and i don't know i guess i know enough people i just haven't had a guest on yet i had my sister but since then i don't know i just haven't can we talk for a minute girl i want to know all right, stand by. Here's the books I want to recommend. The Alchemist. Oh, my God. If you haven't heard of that book, I haven't read it. I don't know what century you're living in or what world you're living in. Let me find the... Do I have to do it with the appropriate um, author as well? If I have to say, I'm going to recommend this book. Here's the, uh, here's the author. I guess I should. The Alchemist by paulo coelho i should have known that i've read it like four times the alchemist by paulo coelho is a great book phantoms in the brain by it's a doctor um a neuroscientist vs ramachandran he wrote phantoms in the brain read that book it's really good it's about phantom pain and how the neuroplasticity of the brain and how you can your brain can be reprogrammed and remapped so that you don't have to feel this phantom pain anymore. And also it goes through um, head injuries that are you like that head injuries that cause symptoms that like aren't really noticeable until you really talk to the person like depth perception, which I guess You'd have a head injury and the only residual effect would be a loss of depth perception, which would be really fucked up because basically you can't like cross the street safely. I think that was in this book, Phantoms of the Brain is a story of someone with um, depth perception injury that also could have been in the book called um, I Mistook My Wife for My Hat, which is also a, a stories about mistook, it was also stories about brain injuries let me make sure I'm saying the right, the right name of the book. Yeah. The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. That's by Oliver Sacks. I did not know that. I believe that book's also... Oh, yeah. Yep. The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat and Other Clinical Tales is a 1985 book by neurologist Oliver Sacks. So there you go. Uh, I read that when I was a teenager, so I didn't... I don't really remember well. I have a bad... I have a poor memory when it comes to names and titles and words <laughs> that's a good book especially if you like brain injury shit 
Um, uh, if you like Goodreads trilogies, uh, like quick reads that don't really call, make you think or feel uh, like like learn anything really, you just learn a good story. Um, Discover Your Witches trilogy is really good. Um, also, what's another trilogy? It's a by Lee Bardogo. She's a author that was recommended me recommended to me by a nurse I used to work with. Liz, thank you, Liz, for that wreck because she's an amazing author, and they're all considered, um, they're all considered uh, young adult books. But some of this shit, I'm like, oh, this is a young adult. This is uh, serious shit. She wrote the Shadow and Bone trilogy. That's really, you know, they're all page turners. They're all books that you don't want to put down. Um, the Ninth House was incredible. So just a standalone book, but I think it's going to be a duology. Because because of the way it ended, excuse me. Any of her books, I'm not going to go through all the titles of her books. Um, there's a book called The Night... I'm literally doing nothing. I don't know why that happens. I'm, I'm not even moving. Um, there's a book called The Night Circus by Emily... Erin M- Night Circus. I'm, I uh, should have... This would have been prep for the podcast prep would have been just to look it up before you recorded the fucking episode but no i didn't the night circus erin morgenstein morgan stern um that was magical book you know if you like those like magical stories and fantasy mixed in you know a little uh yeah a little fantasy mixed in with uh, romance and stuff night circus is good she she just wrote a new book called the starless sea which I'm waiting to read with a friend of mine whenever she gets her fucking ass in gear. She acts like she has a family and a full-time job. Like, she can't just fucking pick up the book and read it. Um, uh, what other book did I want to recommend? That's probably it for now. A couple trilogies in there. And some good, like, self-help books. Um, that Alchemist, Eat, Pray, Love was a good self-help book. Uh, I don't know where I went with that. It's a book. It's a movie, too. By Aaron Brockovich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the book. <laughs> the book is by Elizabeth Gilbert. Also, Cheryl Strayed, who wrote Wild, is really... That's a good book. She uh, Now I'm going to go into a podcast that I want to recommend because I just... Uh, piggybacking, as my friend Mike would say. Piggybacking off of that. Just snowballing off of that. Um, let's talk about... Some podcasts that I recommend for you to listen to. Um, uh, Cheryl Strayed, who wrote Wild and who was, you know, the, remember the movie Reese Witherspoon? It was a that was made into a movie. Um, it was about a woman who went on this long hike up the Pacific Coast Trail when she lost her mother to kind of find herself or, um, I guess, search for more meaning in life. Anyways, so she has a podcast. It's no longer on the air, but it was for a long time. And now you can just re-listen to the episodes on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast. And it's called um, Dear Sugars. And she also has a man on the show um, who, who does the show with her. So I guess I should look. Steve Almond. He's, he's an advice columnist too i think or or what did something with advice 
or wrote self-help books. Either way, he's a nice guy with a level head and gives good advice. So him and Cheryl Strait have the podcast where people write in like a Dear Abby style kind of thing, and they just give advice to these people, and they come from, I think it's a book as well, so you can read, you can read Dear Sugar's the book. And they just come from real, like, human places and understanding that, you know, life ain't always easy, and grief and pain exist, and, you know, it is real and it is difficult and they're not harsh or judgmental and if you like that shit turn that podcast on stand by while i take a sip of water also my other uh, another good podcast that's a um hosted by a sex therapist slash marriage counselor slash therapist in general but she's like world-renowned is her name's Esther Perel, and the podcast is called Where Should We Begin? And it is recorded live episodes of therapy sessions with couples, and that shit is wild. It is intense, and it is triggering if you have, like, any, you know, stories. If you have trouble in your own marriage or if you've been sexually abused or if you have any abuse or stuff like that in your life, traumatic shit, PTSD, you know, some of the episodes can kick that up. So just a heads up because they go, these people are going through it. People people just go through it, man. You never know what anybody's going through. They're just living their days, being trying to do the best they can. And in the background of their minds, they're like, you know, holding back an ocean of suffering just so that they can function throughout the day. So just be gentle with people, side note. Just wanted to add that in there in case you were wondering how I felt and this podcast, don't get offended. You can listen to it too. I recommend that. I try to come from a non-judgmental place, but you know you can't always explain to, in words. Words fail you a lot when you try to give advice or tell people what you mean. But there's more. There's always more layering behind it, so you can't really get your explanation out. So you're just coming from where what you know, you know. If that makes sense. You can give advice to someone, but also understand the exceptions of that advice for other people. But you don't have time to explain everything all at once. So you're only giving the advice to that one person. You're always trying to check yourself and saying, but I understand if in this situation you felt this way. But I understand if this is your situation. But you just have to trust that the people listening to you or the people who care about you or your friends and family know that you're coming from a place of love and support and understanding or trying to. You know, we're not all perfect. Some days we fuck up. And some days we talk shit and gossip. We're humans. You just try to be better every day. You know? I don't know where I went there. Sorry. I don't know why I went off for a second. but It felt right, okay? Just don't let anybody tell you who you are, you know? Don't let anybody... The, th the thing is, is that we're all working from that inner child. And we're all, we we're all trying to get out of that living through what other people expect of us because it was survival for us as kids always. We just lived through what our parents saw of us or whoever raised us. Whatever they told us was true about us or was true about the world, we believe because what the fuck did we know? But as you're an adult, you don't have to function from that place anymore and that's it's, sometimes it's hard to get out of that mindset because it's a fucking habit. It's ingrained. It's not intentional all the time. You don't realize it. But when you when someone says something to you about who you are, like... They, they think your intentions are bad or you did something to hurt somebody, even though you know that that's not true. You don't have to take that shit on because you know that that's not true. Even though part of you wants to believe that maybe they know you better because people tend to, 
all your life you were raised to believe that people know better. So this person must know better. But they don't always know you better than you know yourself. So don't let fucking people trip you up. With that being said, always be open to understanding that maybe even though you're coming from a place of good, you could be hurting somebody. So yes, you can understand that, you know, that you didn't mean that and that's not your intentions and you're trying to be a better person. Hurt, you could still hurt people and it's good to acknowledge that. It's important to acknowledge that although it's not my intentions, I see what I did hurt you. And, you know, that's that. But, all, but also, I'm not a bad human being. But we don't, you know, we, we're adults. We can have conversations and understand that when someone wants to confront you or address you about something and even, and you can take it in and, and spit it out. <laughs> take it in and spit it out. You can take the information in, understand where they're coming from, explain your point of view, apologize if necessary, blah, blah, blah. But also know that if they believe a certain thing about you that's not true, you cannot change that. The only thing you can change is your, if, if, it's, if you caused pain. And you can only change, like, your behavior for the future. You can't change what you did already. So, yeah. And just don't let people tell you how you feel about things or who you are. And just try, you know, to learn yourself, to understand yourself better. So that way we don't turn into that taking advice from everybody else or taking taking well, I don't know what I'm trying to say you know what I'm trying to say if someone says you did that because you're a fucking bitch and that's the bottom line you don't give a fuck you're just a bitch and you know that's not like, I'm not a bitch I mean I can be bitchy and have bitchy moments but I do care like so you don't have to take that on but in that moment you might think all right well it is true I didn't give a fuck but that's not who I am overall just today just in this five minutes Mm. it's hard for us to believe that other people are coming from good places sometimes or for me I, I it's hard for me to believe that some people are being vindictive or mean intentionally because I'm like no we all we all working from our own experiences and maybe they feel like the world's always against them because that's how it's been for them when they were kids so then you grow up and you come from that fight or flight or that like you're like fucking jumping in a boxing stance all the time, ready to fucking drop bows because you don't even know who's coming at you because you're just living in that fear all the time. So anything anybody says that may slightly injure your, you know, self-esteem, you like, they're going to, they're going to kill me. So, yeah, that's why therapy is important and self-reflection and writing and meditating and blah, blah, blah. Do we all do it? No. I mean, do, we're not all perfect. I mean, some some of us can stand upside down in our yoga poses and be fucking meditating and be like one with the universe and sit on the beach and talk about the ocean and all that jazz. And and then other times we're just not that person, you know, just not that person. I follow this girl who can just sit in a handstand forever. And I'm like, she must be really at peace. But why do I think that? Why do I think you're at peace if you could sit at the beach? I don't know. You know, water is healing, as my therapist said. Salt water is healing too. I'm going off as usual. I haven't even had any caffeine right now. I'm just, I don't know. My fasting ended at 6 p.m. So, I mean, my eating ended at 6. So maybe I'm just hyped off the food I ate. Back to what I'm recommending. Back to the point here. Back to the podcast I want to recommend. I just, I just subscribed to Deepak Chopra's Daily Breath which is like a meditation podcast. I have not opened it or started it, but since it's in my library, I feel like I'm a better person than you. I win, you lose. I'm going to go do a headstand now. 
I'm not going to do a headstand, so I'm better than you. Okay? Uh, last podcast on the left is a murder podcast, true crime murder stuff, but it's also a little comedy in there. Uh, I'd like the true crime stuff. I'm hesitant to even recommend because I listened to so much of it in like 2016, 2017 that it took me to a dark place. I'm like, this is bad when I'm like, oh, he only cut off her arms. He didn't cut off her head. Oh, he only stabbed her 10 times. He didn't stab her at 30. So it's not that big a deal. And then I'm like, I think it's time to cut to stop these stories and shut this podcast off. Because I'm becoming, I don't know what I'm becoming, but I'm starting to think that's not a big deal. But it's a big deal. So true crime podcasts, you know, listen to them in, I don't, don't binge them. Okay. Don't binge them like I did. I would suggest for your own mental health. Uh, Amanda Seals is a comedian, actress. She's on um, HBO show. Guys, I'm so sorry. I can't think of the name right now. Oh, my God. Her podcast is called Small Doses, and I can only listen to it in small doses because sometimes uh, it's just too much. Sometimes I'm like, oh, but sometimes I feel like she lacks a self-awareness. Insecure is the movie is the show she's on. On HBO, Insecure with Issa Rae and Amanda Seals. So sometimes I listen to her. A lot of the times I listen to her and I agree with her a lot. And she's funny and witty and has a lot of insight. And then other times I'm like, does she? I feel like a lot of times she blames other people for the way she acts. And I'm like, nah, boo-boo. No, some of this is you. But also sometimes she's just misunderstood. Anyhow, she's got good she's got good episodes. I recommend that one and I also recommend um Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote a book called uh Outliers which was the it was like a big New York Times bestseller as about practicing for 10,000 hours and mastering something and the science behind practicing. It's really good. I keep, I feel like I keep saying it's really good because I'm not a professional book reviewer and then I don't write reviews. So all I say, it's good. It's not good. It's good. It's not good. <laughs> so anything Malcolm Gladwell writes while I'm at, I'll recommend that book outliers. And also, um, there's another book of his called trigger point, trigger point, Flash point, match point, no. I read it and I can't remember what the name of it was, but he has a podcast called Revisionist History. And it is a it's retelling of important times in history and important moments in history from like a kind of cause the way history books are written in America and the way they the way they write out how events happened in the past is through a specific lens, not a colonizer's lens, if you will, a white European lens. So the kind of the reality of the situation or of the events that occurred is blurred up to kind of sound to be more in favor of that viewpoint. 
So there's an um, there's an episode on. Yeah, there's an episode on revisionist history where they talk about Brown versus the Board of Education. That was like 1965 when that little girl, Linda Brown, was going to an all-white school and then it started the whole integration movement. But the initial intention of the Brown versus Board of Education was just so that she, their, her parents thought that she shouldn't have she shouldn't have to go to a school far away just because she's black. She should be able to go to the school that's closest to her, which was an all-white school. And that was the only, it wasn't, they weren't looking to integrate the entire school system and the board of education. It wasn't supposed to be this whole thing because black schools and black teachers were enough. It was like, they, they didn't want to close that down. They, you know, and then to close those schools down, but the way America has worked and the way history has told itself, it makes it, sound as though like these kids were getting proper education in these black schools so they need to come to these white schools where they're taught more where they're taught true history in america and it and it wasn't good for these kids clearly you just got to listen to the whole episode from this from the revisionist history the real because you just like wow we, they make it sound like and i'm not saying integration's a bad thing and brown versus the board of education wasn't a good ruling it's just the intentions of the people doing it weren't to Really, it it wasn't really about integrating schools and and diversity. It was really about kind of dismantling the black school system and kind of just it was it's and black teachers and really the kids suffered and and uh, it's just wild. So just listen to that episode. And this is a quick quick listen. They're like twenty to thirty minutes, and all of his episodes on that are really interesting and. Yeah, there's a there's an episode about the school system in California. There's another episode about car accidents and seatbelts and like the brake system in these Ford car. I can't remember the name of the car, but and how they did all the studies on those and what really happened and human error and it's interesting. So, yeah, I highly recommend that. Uh, and what's the last podcast I'm going to recommend for you people? Verbal Cardio by Tony Baker. He's my favorite comedian. If I haven't mentioned that once or twice or three times, you should listen. It's just him talking. He's got like a bunch of shit. You can go to his YouTube and all that. But the um, the Verbal Cardio podcast I really like listening to because he's just like just talking ragtime, giving his opinions on stuff and making you laugh like he does, like he do. Like he does, like he does. Uh, and then that's all I'm going to say for today. I hope that you guys, I hope 2020 is better for all of us. I don't mean better. I hope it, I hope we're making goals for ourselves. That's a good one. And, and we're manifesting, you know, better outcomes for ourselves. We're, we're living in the moment. We're trying to be better people. We're open to criticism. We're open to learning. We're open to educating ourselves when we're wrong. And uh, we're open to acknowledging other people's pain and other people's feelings about things so that we don't get so wrapped up in our own because we all have our own stories, people. And you don't have to get offended or get upset because you feel your pain matters more than someone else's because... Mm, it doesn't. It truly doesn't. Okay. Anyways, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email me at didyougetoffended at gmail.com. 
you can write a motherfucking review on the fucking Apple podcast site. I don't know how Spotify works, but write a review and tell me how you feel. Only good news, though, okay? I can't handle bad criticism. I can only handle positive feedback. <laughs> no, that's true, though. That's really true for me. You tell me some, something you don't like, and I'm like, oh, my whole world. <laughs> but I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm adulting. I'm going to be a better person. I'm not going to be a better I'm going to be more aware of who of my inner essence of being a good human anyways. Okay, guys? And, um... At this time, next time I talk to you, maybe I'll tell you that I'm 205 pounds. And, uh, yeah. All right, everybody. That's it. Try your best. Keep moving forward. Love who you are. Do you, boo-boo. Cheerio.